Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to another edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole. I want to welcome my co-host, my brother from another mother, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Jasper. How, How are, are you? you? Uh, well, I'm good. Excellent. I'm good. Excellent. And I just wanted to confirm with you that my sound is okay for you and everyone. You sound great. You're coming in loud and clear. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to let everyone know that Ralph Ralph is at Ralph Cole Jr. on uh, Instagram and all the sites. And we are at one-on-one J. Cole, our Facebook, one-on-one with Jasper Cole. And you can find us on my website, jaspercole.com. And um, we are so excited to be here doing this show where it's called The Bitch Slap Scene Around the World. And we are, you know, we're going to jump in there like everybody has been, obviously talking about the Will Smith slap to Chris Rock during uh, the Oscars this year. Um, We're going to be joined by comedian and former fashion police producer, Mr. Tony Tripoli. And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by natural hair stylist, author, and trichologist, trichologist. Uh, it's Tiffany Anderson, and you can follow Tony at, at Tony Tripoli, and of course, uh, Tiffany is at Styled by Miss Tiffany. Um, I think, Ralph, she'll be our first tracheologist tricheolo- on the show. Yes, absolutely. I've never met a trichologist before, so it'll be interesting to hear what she has to say about our natural hair. Yes, and for those of you wondering, you know, trichologist, I, I think that re- refers to the follicles of the hair, right? Yes, the follicles and the scalp. And the scalp, right. Because, you and, know, as, and we'll we, have Tiffany, as... Go ahead. I, I was going to say, we'll just have Tiffany break it down for us, strand by strand. Yes. Oh, look at you. Yes. Well, you are no stranger and, to black hair, natural black hair, right? No, I am no stranger to that, and I thought, how timely is it that Tiffany accepted our invitation for the show because of what happened at the Oscars that has to do with loss of hair? So this is a very timely uh, event to have the wonderful Tiffany on. And then, of course, Tony, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to hear what he has. Right, because you know Tony. Tony comes at it from two places. Obviously, he's a stand-up comedian, but also having worked, you know, the Oscar, all the on the E, the Fashion Police. I was listening to Melissa Rivers uh, this week, and she was telling us, I had no idea what a grueling schedule. I mean, it was literally like five in the morning on the day of the Oscars, and by the time she finished for the, the Monday night show on E, she would almost be up 46 straight hours working. Wow. Because she produced the, the E segment. So they, they, you know, they had to do the show, then they had to get, get back to the studio, edit it, well, tape, 
tape the show, then edit it for the East Coast feed. And um, she said that all those uh, reporters and stuff, they were like athletes. You know, you, you, can't, you can't really eat anything. You can't drink much water because you'll have to pee. And, you know, there's not a lot of time on the red carpet when you're – I think she said they would sometimes do like six hours interviewing on the red carpet leading up to the Oscars. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and then of course, Tony, say that again. It's like hosting a party at your house. When you're the host without any help from catering or anyone else, you are running yourself ragged to entertain everyone, look bubbly, make sure everybody is satisfied. You never even think about urination. And if you do, you just have to let it go because I don't even have time to go to my own bathroom. Okay. Well, and we won't even get started on the number two because Ralph and I, we both, obviously something happened to us in the potty training stage or the, that whatever age, that three to four, because Ralph and I have issues with, we've discussed it before, but we do not like public bathrooms. We do not like bowel movements of any kind. We really would prefer if that never happened. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you and, are so funny. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't help but I can't help but jump ahead when you were talking about going to public bathrooms. Can we? I know I'm jumping ahead, but whatever. That's what we do. I kept wondering how is Jada Pinkett Smith going to urinate with that beautiful flowing gown that she had on? I said I hope that shit un, um, velcros at the waist or something. <laughs> that was a, that was because... a John Paul John Paul Gaudier and Melissa Rivers. That's another one. She she has story after story of celebrities in the bathroom where they literally have to be. Some of those women have to take their dresses completely off altogether to go to the bathroom. And then when you get into where the ones that are wearing Spanx, they can't get the Spanx back on. They can't get it rolled up. And I thought, God, she should write a book about the fashion. Uh, can you imagine just the bathroom fashion horror oh story? My, oh, my God. You're absolutely right. Because I kept thinking, <clears throat> okay, so we're at a break. Jada needs to urinate. So she gets up in that beautiful green gown. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how you and I are. We walk into a public bathroom. It's like, don't touch me. Don't get near me. We don't need any extra fabric or anything flailing around. You know how I am about mm-hmm. how people bring their backpacks and purses in, and then they slap that onto the bathroom sink, and you know that same purse is going to end up on their kitchen counter when they get right. home later, right? So sure. she goes into that bathroom with that green dress, just dragging that fabric all through the public bathroom, right? And then she, like, gets into the stall. And, and like, the oh. fabric is rubbed all up against the toilet and the side of the stall. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think literally they are eating a Tic Tac. They are sucking on a Tic Tac and a cube of ice. because. So basically, I guess we could just say Will was probably dehydrated and low blood sugar. Are we going to blame it? Let's just blame the slap on dehydration and low blood sugar because, you know, well, okay, at well, least, at well, least a guy can just undo their pants, you know, and go. But, um, I mean, I, I'm well, kind of, I kind of want to wait till we can get into it with uh, our guest. I'm chomping at the bit. I, what I find also very funny is on social media, now people are writing to me, uh, uh, Jasper, are you, can you move on, please? 
can you let it go? It, it, it was Sunday or whenever, you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, somebody wrote how, that to you? Oh, and I've been seeing it in general on people's posts. Like there's always that person that's like, oh, can we just move on? And I'm thinking, move on. This story gets more legs every day. I mean, what came out this afternoon was there's footage now being shown from different angles. Now we're seeing where Jada was laughing her head off at the same time after she grimaced. And so they're like, really? So you thought it was really funny? And the other thing that's interesting is um, Will, I mean, Jada has not mentioned Will one time since the, since the event. Her only post has been, I'm all about healing and moving forward. But she hasn't said one thing about, I'm very proud of my husband. You know, thank you to my husband for standing up for me. Not a word. Nothing. Wow. That's very Somebody has told her to keep her mouth closed. Well, you know, Jasper, you and I are very good. At, we're, we're, you and I are both very good journalists. And, you know, everyone, no one wants to step on anyone's toes. But to your point about the Michael Rappaport video shown Jada from a different angle, she is laughing when Will slapped Chris. She is laughing at that. So it's a quagmire of dysfunction all throughout. And, you know, like this all could have been abated if Jada had just not rolled her eyes, if she Uh had just laughed with it, and this would all be a moot point. Because I'm going to say this now, and we'll probably say it again with Tony. Jada is absolutely beautiful and resplendent. She mm-hmm. has owned her condition publicly, and she right. has let her condition turn her into a wonderful spokesperson for how somebody can live with this type of disease, this condition of alopecia. Right. She has majestically presented herself to the public, to public domain, as a strong, independent black woman that is embracing her condition and making it work for her. With all that said, when you are sitting in your seat in the front row where only the kings and queens of Hollywood are seated, and this flippant joke about a very serious autoimmune disease gets presented, just laugh, girl, with it. You are the queen of royalty. Just laugh with it and go along. But I understand their point of view is like we're tired of sitting here and just having to laugh at things that that are making fun of us or that are uh, downgrading us. But that goes with the territory of being in such a prevalent limelight. What do you think? Well, well, also, Ralph, here's the thing. First of all, he is the supposed rapper who's supposed to be a master with words. Chris Rock if he did anything, he supposedly hurt her with words. She was in no physical danger. He was not physically assaulting Jada Pinkett. So Will had every chance to yell out something that was, uh, you know, he could go, he could wait until he got his Oscar to, to verbally go after Chris Rock. But the moment he put his hands, he can, he, it was an assault. It was a crime seen around the world on, on international television and for the L.A. City's attorney's office, they're like, look, we can't even try to ignore this. I mean, normally, you know, normally 
it takes witnesses and it's he said, she said, and they have to look at things and decide if they're going to. Here's a case where everybody in the world saw the assault and they're being asked, just because Chris doesn't want to press charges, which quite frankly, I'm not so, so sure that's not going to happen. Because if you notice, Chris is being very strategic about the whole thing. I think um, there's so much more repercussions coming to Will Smith that um, Vivica Fox had a great thing that she was talking about. She goes, better yet, the moment he said G.I.J. 2, uh, Vivica was like, oh, my God, what a great idea. Let's produce that. Jada should have looked at Will and thought, that's fierce. I'd be happy to star in G.I. Jane 2 because G.I. Jane 1 was, was a huge hit. Jasper, I completely agree with you. That, you know, because every, everybody, it's human nature. Should have, could have. Yeah, so we're in the same boat. Should have, could have. Why, when, when Chris said that, an alleged friend of hers or, or former friend, when he said, can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane Sue, why didn't she go, yes, baby, you will, and I'm going to be fierce like Demi was, girl. Right, Demi and right. I do so powerful and so wonderful. But they went the easy human condition way, which is violence. And I'm going to bring something else up to you, Jasper, that you brought up earlier, and this is to your point when you were talking about our phobias from early on about defecation and using the public bathroom. It's like now we are understanding that both Will and Chris have had mental dysfunction in their life. And for Will to say in his book, in the first three chapters, how he watched his father hit his beautiful mother, yet he was a coward to do anything about it that has haunted him all his life. So fast forward to this most prestigious event, and I guess in a flashback in that one moment of, of insanity, he's like, uh-uh, I am not letting another woman of mine get beaten on but to your point she didn't get beaten on she got verbally abused she didn't You're get beaten on she didn't get that that joke was mild how about when amy schumer looked at the director adam mckay of don't look up and said well clearly the the according to the review i mean nobody looked up the reviews or they should have looked up the reviews to see how bad the movie was i mean and he hey, laughed hey. and then and then there was the joke about you know, Aaron Sorkin writes this movie about one of the funniest women, and there's not a single joke in the mo- uh, a laugh in the movie. I mean, to and me, that's much more. Well, but but they're all sitting down in the front row, Jasper, and they all know when they're sitting down there, you are going to be roasted. That is yeah. part of the Oscar fun. When J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons didn't look that happy when they said, um, this is what Timothy Chalamet looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as hell. Well, did you see, that did you so see both? Um, Wanda Sykes was on the Ellen show yesterday, and she really was mortified. She was mortified. She thinks Chris, she loves Chris Rock. She thinks Will was completely out of line. She actually said she was sick to her stomach. And then Ellen said, oh, so no. is she. So is she. And no, Amy, I, Schumer, Amy Schumer has spoken out and said, yeah, the, com- the comedy world has really rallied together. And, you know, we have to give Chris Rock total props because 
anybody else in that situation, it's almost like a natural reaction to hit back or to tackle somebody or to fight. When you've been punt, when you've been slapped like that, I mean, I'm Will is so lucky that Chris didn't beat the shit out of him. Seriously. Oh, I know. It would have just, ooh, honey, can you imagine? That just would have been like, and I have to say it. I'm going to say it. And because you and I are not concerned about being politically correct. Uh-uh. All those non-minority people on the Academy board, girl, who all these years have been ostracizing and snubbing minority performers, yep. they're all like, okay, this is exactly why we didn't do it. Right. And because and to Wanda Sykes' point too, that was very poignant to me. She said nobody is on the Ellen show, no one has even come to apologize to me, Amy, or Regina. Nope. And we are hosting a party. Right. We we wanted you all to have fun. We are hosting yeah. a party and this is what happened at mm-hmm. the party. I so bad because Wanda, of course, you know, used to write on Chris Rock's show and they're friends and yeah, you know, I mean, it's just and 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 to your point, Jasper. Oh, I just get so incensed about this. And and for everybody listening to our show, the reason why we are so vehement and so prolific about this is because it is a major event. So for people to be saying move on, move on to what? Yeah, we'll move back to Ukraine, girl, and we'll move back to the pandemic. We will. But right How about now, this, Ralph? This there were 66 FCC complaints. Um, 66 people so far have complained to the Federal uh, Communi- you know, Communications Commission. Now, when Janet Jackson in the Nipplegate at the Super Bowl, her career was put on hold for years and because of all the FCC complaints, and yet – I think I think that's going to be another reason we're going to have to really face some repercussions because now when you bring the federal commission in on this, they they are forced to do something. They will probably have to find ABC as well because ABC is the network that aired the show. Will Packer, the producer, will probably be involved in that as well. And you know, let, let's see what happens to to Will. The other thing that's fascinating is Whoopi Goldberg is one of the Academy governor on the governor's board with Spielberg and all the different people. They're the ones that are having the big meeting tomorrow on Zoom, I guess, to decide what they think should happen to him. And Whoopi is just she just can't hold she just can't help herself on the view. You know, she the thing I have a problem with Whoopi is she was a big defender of Mel Gibson. You know, she was. She tends to defend what she considers the underdog when it's blatantly obvious right in front of people who is wrong. And so, I mean, finally today, I think uh, Tara Sedmeyer, who is a Republican, African-American Republican p- pundit, pushed back on Whoopi and was like, Whoopi, really? You really don't see the problem here? And, you know, and he, Will Smith was asked to leave and he refused to leave. And she basically said, whoopee, so who at the Academy was responsible for making him leave? You know, there's so many things that happen. And then I want to talk about the assholes who, who stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Um, I understand that people are saying he should be applauded for his work in the movie. But I think the moment he slapped Chris Rock, he should have been removed. And he wouldn't have been up there getting his Oscar. 
Yeah, I mean, God, Jasper, everything you're saying is so right on. It's like, you know, and then Whoopi's retaliation to that was like, well, you know, sometimes people just stand up before they even know they stand up. We all do dumb things, and we just stand up. It's like, really? No, I'm, no. What, what is going what is going on with you here? And I've had several heated discussions with friends, Jasper, and I didn't know, realize that it was going to get so heated because, you know, and as I was explaining to my friends last night while I was doing my 10,000 steps, I am like, I am a binary person. So what I am looking at is what 15 million people, because I, what 15 million people are looking at, because my friend is going, well, Ralph, um, they don't know the behind-the-scenes story, and they don't know about the, the different mental illness that Chris Rock had and the different mental things and the manic thing that Will Smith was going to. And I said, and they don't need to. And when we were all no. watching this, when he got slapped, I find it hard to believe that the population said, oh, Oh, okay. He, they, he must have a mental problem. That's why he did that. No. You know, I'm so sick of that, Ralph, because, I, you know, I've been waiting for someone to pull the race card. But the reason they can't pull the race card is because this is all African-American people that are involved. So now we're going to pull the Kanye mental illness. That whole fucking auditorium is full of mentally ill people. Everybody in show business, we are all trying to hide our mental illness. So if that's the case... I mean, Jim Carrey weighed in last night. He, Jim Carrey told Gail Keane basically to shut the fuck up on the CBS Morning News. She was trying to do, you know, and I'm like, where the fuck is Oprah? Why hasn't Queen Oprah said anything? You know, I saw Denzel and Tyler there trying to, like, rally around or whatever. But Jim Carrey was like, no, this is violence. Gail was like, well, it kind of, you know, there's degrees and it escalated. I'm like, bitch, shut up, please. No. No, Degree. that's not true. I mean, yeah, this is a time when our binariness works for us, Jasper. It is like what we saw on TV was – I'm not even talking about race now. It was a human being hitting another human being on national TV. It was George Floyd all over again. And the difference and, – and the reason why this is gaining so much mileage is because we all watched it. Yes, yeah. there are plenty of crimes that we hear about, and it's, like you said before, it's hearsay, he say, she said, you don't know what all the facts are. We watched this. We all watched it. And yes, a lot of us thought at the, as soon as Will started walking up on say, oh, this must, must be some little skit that they're doing. Oh, isn't uh -huh. this cute? Until we realized that it was no longer cute. Why didn't his black ass just sit in the chair and yell the expletives from the chair? Right. Fight verbality with verbality. But this is the other thing that I had to just shut my friend down and just say. And you and I are very, you hunt, Jasper, you and I do not like when people are like, okay, are, are you overlooking the fucking visual fact? That when Chris Rock made that joke, they immediately cut to Will and Jada, and he was laughing. Laughing. Yes. Now, yes. My friend said, yeah, but Ralph, what happened after that? We didn't all see it. We saw Jada roll her. I said, we don't need to see what happened after that. Well, well, actually, no. After, after today, Ralph, we did see it because there's another uh, video that was released of her laughing even yes. harder. And, well, um, yes, that angle from Michael Rappaport is she's laughing at Will hitting Chris. My right. point is when Chris said that joke and they panned the camera to Will, 
He should have been incensed then. He well, the fact that she was laughing, laughing, the fact she was laughing at him hitting somebody tells you how fucking deranged <clears throat> she is. And then their kid oh, goes oh. into those, those two fucking entitled kids that they have. The one the the son write, write, writes on Twitter, and that's how it's that's how we do things. So that's how it's done. That's how but we listen, do it. I'm, listen, Ralph, we have um, Tiffany Anderson has been listening, by the way, for the last. 10 minutes, and I'm so glad she has because we're going to go ahead and bring on our wonderful guest today. Tony Tripoli, everyone, is flying back from Alabama from a, uh, a job in Alabama, and we're going to blame American Airlines if he does not make it onto the show. But I think we're going to bring the wonderful Tiffany Anderson on because I have a feeling she is going to have her opinion that's going to light up the room. So, hey, Tiffany, how are you? Hi, how are you, Jasper? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Um, oh, listen, I'm glad you've been listening uh, to Ralph and I just go off on our rants here. But I, you know, Ralph is a, Ralph is a, as Ralph says, he is a binary black man with a lot of natural hair. And we had to have okay. a beautiful black woman on today um, to, to give your opinion. Well, first of all, I want everyone to know that they can follow you um, on, on Instagram at Styled by Miss Tiffany. And we were saying in the beginning, go ahead. I am Tiffany. Yes. And so you, you are our first trichologist on the show. I love that, by the way. I love that you've created this entire brand. So talk to us about the natural hair stylist, the journey and how this, how this all happened for you. So I'm a trichologist. That's the study of hair and scalp disorders. And it's so um, interesting that we're this this um, topic is surrounding <laughs> hair or, you know, right. the sensitiveness of it. That's one of the thing, reasons why I got into trichology. Um, um, tri- um, hair in our culture, as you probably may know, is a very mm-hmm. sensitive topic. It's very sensitive. Um, I think the differences that we're having in, like, our uh, different perspectives, not condoning um, violence or anything, is a cultural right. difference and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. one of the things here is um, we are trying to negate that words ha- do not have power. And we know mm-hmm. that words have power. People get in trouble all the time for things that they say or reprimand right. and stuff. And so with it being um, not acknowledged, we're only, we're, we're, we're kind of being one-sided. Right. <laughs> so may one, one word that doesn't bother somebody else does not mean that it's not going to bother somebody else. And mm-hmm. sensitivities and, you know, with diseases or illnesses of that nature. Um, sure. I definitely think a lot of people are responsible for the incident far as just cats. You know, knowing mm-hmm. certain things. Like everybody in the room, like you guys talk about, is on a higher level. You know what I mean? Right. All and even, um, but you can't, like, shooting, hitting below the bell is kind of insensitive, right? Mm-hmm. When it's things that you can't control. Um, in our culture, um, I see, like I, like, I hear the cultural blind spots that we're going through right now with the different opinions and stuff. Um, and if you've never experienced, like I was saying with being a psychologist, I got into psychology. I used to work um, at a shop over 20 years ago, and it was this beautiful black woman getting her hair did. But the um, mm-hmm. owner had to do it in the room. And so I asked her why she was doing it in the room, and she suffered from alopecia. She was so embarrassed because we're raised that our crown is our glory. So meaning crown being our glory, we're raised that having hair on your head makes it glorious. Um, we right. are judged about uh, how our hair and what we can't do. 
men of our own uh, 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 nationality or what ethnic group does not talk to us if our hair is not a certain way or don't look a certain way. And I think people who don't experience that don't understand the, you know, the sensitivity of it um, and the poking of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, you tired. just actually, you actually just said something that totally opened my eyes to something. I just realized, think mm-hmm. about it. If Chris, you know, had made that lame joke and imagine mm-hmm. if, if it had just laid there, you know what I mean? Like it had just, mm-hmm. and it had just been, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just a turkey, a, a dead egg laying there and everyone moaned. Imagine if none of the violence had happened, then everyone would be really going, like taking Chris Rock to task the next day about how insensitive exactly. he was. So in some ways, it's, I see your point. It's almost like in some ways, the violence and the hitting overshadows the actual cruelty of Chris's joke. You know, it, right. it, it, it kind of takes the spotlight on that, off of that, and puts right. it over on the, on the slap. And I think that's a really, I had not actually even thought of it until you just said it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it's not, it's, it's not a, it's very inappropriate, but we know even, you could talk about rappers. Rappers are getting in trouble for what they say on their rappers. Like literally mm-hmm. getting convicted and going to jail. So we could ignore words, don't have power if we want to, but we know that's not true. Right. And so, and so, it, 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 like, do not, let's not play. <laughs> right. <laughs> a police well, you know, it's officer, interesting. If you, say, if you say fuck you to a police officer, we know oh, that's yeah. not a crime, right? No, it's not yeah, a crime. Yeah. But are we not going to get reprimanded or taking some kind of physical action above what should be really done? Right. Well, you <laughs> know what's been out. You know what's been out there in the. I mean, everyone's been putting out different angles. Like, imagine if it were you know Jimmy Kimmel getting slapped by Will Smith, or imagine if it were you know the reverse and bringing in a, a Latino. I mean, it can go all these all these different ways, and so. But interestingly enough, you know, Jada has been, in a wonderful way, she's been embracing of the alopecia. I mean, she's been doing prior to that, to the Oscars. She's, I mean, there's a clip of her just recently saying, I don't really care what people think about my bald head. You know, Ricky Lake was on uh, the, well, Wendy Williams, whatever you want to call it, with Vivica Fox. And, and she was, uh, Ricky Lake also suffers from alopecia. Um, and she was kind of saying the same thing that it's 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 a shame based condition, but women are women and men, right? Men have this condition as well. So one of the things with Jada, I think she because um, I'm a hairstylist, I've been doing hair, and I have like the intimate conversations with women. I yeah. think she has to save face, you know, right. um, because it's something control. I wish if I had a ball, I looked like Jada. And I mm-hmm. think uh, because <laughs> look like she's struggling with it, that it's downplayed. You know, if we don't right, look like right. we're ill or sick and all that kind of stuff, we're mocked. And so mm-hmm. um, that's one of the uh, stances I think people have too. But definitely you're tired of like, I can't control, like our color. If you're black and I'm like, nobody wants to keep hearing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting um, bad on and stuff like that. And um, Chris Rock, he did a whole, the thing about Chris Rock, he did a whole movie about this. Yes. Where, I loved um, his, I love like, the so hair let's movie. Not play. 
he did a he did a whole movie about the crack in our hair and all that kind of stuff. And I think right. him not saying nothing, I think he's trying to be respectful and, and he's an older man. We're older, like everybody plays a part. Even if yeah. it's not the part, you know, that we feel like should get the action of the part. And well, like he well, said, um he's processing it. He does not deserve that. Nobody deserves that. But did I do did I trigger something? Did I do right. you know what I mean? I think right. everybody is like <laughs> you have to evaluate everything. Well and, you know it's interesting it's because a, it's actually playing in his favor. I mean the irony is, you know, his his ticket sells just like quadrupled or whatever for exactly. his show and you exactly. know in a weird way he's right. going to turn out but I understand what you're saying it's like I get it now like if you know I, of course his joke did not should not have risen to violence of course but I would have loved it right. if Will could have punched back not literally but verbally punched back you know like from the audience <laughs> or or when he got his Oscar said something about it so um but I guess in a way, ultimately, to make lemonade out of lemons, we are talking about alopecia now more than we obviously were before the Oscars. Right, right. right. Which is, I guess. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. What did you say, Ralph? Oh, hey, Tiffany, I wanted to introduce myself. This is Ralph, and I'm so happy to have you on our show. Your hi, articulateness Ralph. is high, honey. It is very nice to uh, hear what you were saying, and I wanted just to address a point you made when you said, well, if I were to have alopecia, let me look like Jada. And to that point, <laughs> I, what I had me, said to me Jasper too. earlier, what I had said to Jasper earlier is – Jada has owned it so magnanimously, her condition, Mm -hmm. and shared it Mm -hmm. with the world and has shown how her beauty overcome her condition. And to your Mm -hmm. point, Mm -hmm. Tiffany, what you were saying is, you know, if you don't look sick, then you must be lying. And we don't know what internal stress Jada has to go through on a daily basis, but when we, exactly. the world, look at this beautiful, resplendent creature, and then mm-hmm. Chris Rock, her either current or former friend, makes a joke about the hair, and about hair, he mm-hmm. is referencing a movie that Demi Moore made. She looked beautiful in the movie, Demi, with her shaved head. Mm-hmm. Jada mm-hmm. looks Five beautiful four. with her mm-hmm. shaved head. So if Chris Rock mm-hmm. makes that kind of offhanded comparative joke when he's actually made a movie about the black woman hair experience, I really feel that it should have rolled off their back as the king and queen of, ho- of black mm-hmm. Hollywood. And mm-hmm. let's just move on and have fun. Tiffany, when you were sitting in the front row at the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. part of that responsibility of being invited to sit there is you have a hard shell and you are going to be roasted Mm -hmm. and looked at and Mm -hmm. laughed at. And Mm -hmm. as you heard Jasper and I discourse at the beginning of the show, you just let it roll off your back and be gracious. Well, depending on, go ahead, Tiffany. Go ahead. ahead. Depending on the space, like 
if I have cancer and you're making jokes about a disease that I can't control, like, or if I'm infertile and you say something about fertility, <laughs> you know, like in reference to a movie, like Baby Mama or something like that, I'm definitely going to um, um, have a problem with it. And mm-hmm. with Will, um, I think it was very impulsive. I think it was very, but even knowing Will, Will even, remember when um, uh, Jada Pinkett's affair came out with that young guy or whatever, August mm-hmm. Alcina, he, he only comes out when you're attacking his wife. Like, he didn't even know anything about it, but when everybody was like, oh, she's a pedophile or she's doing this, she's preying on young, you know, boys and stuff, that's when he came out to let you know that I'm on her side. We're together, you know, happily crazy marriage or whatever it is. And yeah. he is going to do that. And anybody that knows him, you could see that. It, and it, right. it's kind of like a, like, a, like a kid. You're going to defend your wife. You're going to protect your family. Not saying, and on his, but no, it's to him, he probably didn't know he would react that way either, right. to be fair. Chris right. Rock probably can't believe he didn't haul off and do something back either. So do you see it's like all this unpredictable stuff? Like, because in well, the let, other arena, I would, like, I would have punched you. I would have did that. It, it's like, I'm, I'm surprised myself. And we're, we're admiring Chris Rock and condoning. He's probably surprised he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, we, we if this had been the if this had been the Grammys, it could have been an all-out brawl. You know what I mean? It would have been a exactly. a, a pile on from the audience, you know, or something. And, and, but and mm-hmm. people are so funny because um, <laughs> Jasper and Ralph, look at this. Even with the Kanye thing, Kanye is the least violent rapper. <laughs> he prides right. himself on not being violent. Okay, mm-hmm. and then everybody's mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, he's harassing and he's stalking." We know those are kind of crimes. When to me, he's only venting about his life, which he's right. allowed to do on a platform that's given to us to do. And then they're trying mm-hmm. to like assault his character. It's all about like the wordplay, right? And he he's done bigger stuff than you know that has not prevented him from um, doors being open. He became a billionaire doing his. Um, annoying, outrageous, uh, mentally disturbing out, um, rants and things of that nature. So I just think it, it's definitely a wordplay. You don't know. Um, I'm not trying to – I really don't know, but I know the sensitiveness right. of, of hair. Um, I know I do beautiful, gorgeous women that run stuff, that's running businesses, actresses, uh, or artists, and all that, and they're so – sensitive like it's a real thing even though it's being exploited and it's being it's so um in our culture it's so downplayed of the things that we have had to overcome and then having it being um teased about when you can't control it and um if you recall like jada pinkett said will smith loves her hair like she she sometimes mm-hmm. prefers a shorter look because of the lower maintenance, but Will likes the luxurious. And just think about her not being able to give that to her husband because of a condition. Well, speaking I'm of, like so I, no, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, women of all cultures, hair, hair is a big thing for them. And like you said, in the, in the African-American community, there's a whole different, it's even to a different level. But let's talk a little bit about the whole natural hair versus processed hair, you know, the whole thing in, in the community mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with the natural hair. Do you feel, I'm, I start to notice it seems like, and you tell me as a 
as a, as a 58-year-old gay white man, I don't know if I'm, you know, but it seems like I'm seeing more natural hair in on actresses, on in women every day. There seems to be a new appreciation of the natural hair look. Is that something that you see is happening? I see that happening. Yes, it is happening because we're having, we're learning and being able to um, work with our hair, not being mm-hmm. ashamed of it, not cutting it. And like, even like growing up, being told, even in your family, that your hair is bad. <laughs> like, right. It's a, because it was so, it's a perception that, and it's like, what's bad? Like, how can this be bad? And so you're growing up thinking it's something bad about you because of your hair. But from even what I do, being a psychologist, I do, I'm multicultural. So white men, uh, uh, white women, everybody wants their, uh, they don't want to go bald before they have to go bald. And I think right. about, it's, it's more so, it's, it's a lot about your daily regimen. Like mm-hmm. certain things can be like, we can, um, um, diabetes can run in our family, right? But mm-hmm. we can do things if we know how to prevent them. Like we, if we eat better and exercise, we can maybe prevent it from happening. And so that's right. what's um, occurring now within the hair culture, right? If we learn how to take care of it and manage it to prevent us from doing that, then maybe we can prevent losing our hair at a, you know, prematurely and things like that. Stuff is hereditary, but you still can do things to prevent stuff. And also, is it, I mean, because all the, the weaves and the extensions and all the stuff that women do to their hair, that's very damaging anyway, right? I mean, having to do the processing and the, all the stuff that goes to it, that, that probably is not something that's helping the hair. The way that it's being done, mm-hmm. not because it doesn't happen, the way that it's being done. So that that comes with, like, the knowledge. So you can do things, weave, and braid in a healthy way. That's not right. going to um, damage or contribute, you know, to that. Right. But the way that um, some people are learning and not doing research and all that kind of stuff, they, they've learned poor habits. Like, we've learned poor eating habits. We've learned poor, you know, daily regimen, work habits, and things like that. It's the habits that are being um, ignored. And so today we have um, better products. We have um, um, information that's catering to our hair. We're, um, our, our work environment are open to the, um, the diversity of it to where, mm-hmm. you know, um, not saying we don't have more. We don't have more time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. We have, we have more options. You know, right. we have the information is there, and it's people out there that are um, that allow, like even hairstylists. So, with me being a psychologist, a hairstylist, dermatologists are supposed to refer their um, alopecia patients and clients and stuff to a psychologist because mm-hmm. our scope is broader. And so they can tell you, like a dermatologist can, can tell you how to treat something, which is like skin and stuff, disorders and stuff, but they wouldn't be able to tell you how to grow it back. They're more right. like, a, like a doctor trying to, or treating um, symptoms and stuff. They treat symptoms, mm-hmm. but they're not. And so with my, what I do is I create the product and tell you what is going to actually grow the hair back and what you do on a daily, uh, uh, um, a daily regimen a day to a daily basis to prevent um, maybe alopecia and things like that. So if, if well, you heard data has spoken when it started and had she like was like connected to someone like me or like that, then maybe mm-hmm. I could have showed her how to prevent it. 
But to we don't it. because we don't know doing regular stuff. Well, you know, Ricky Instead Lake of, today know, talked about Ricky Lake's hair has come back. You know, so I guess sometimes with alopecia, mm-hmm. you have episodes of it, right? It comes and goes based exactly. on, like you said, the health, the stress, the hormones, whatever you may be going through. But um, Ricky, exactly. but if let me ask you, if people want to reach out to you, I mean, do you do consulting like on Zoom or online or do they have to see you in person? No, I do Zoom. I do um, seminars. I do mm-hmm. phone calls. That's what I do. I um I wrote a book called Hair Therapy. I wrote that book to prevent to reach more people. You know, when right. it talks about that, it talks about our differences. It talks about what we go through, like how our mind has um you know prevented us from or like how we've been treated and stuff preventing us from taking care of our hair. How people like think it's so because we we're like overcoming so much stuff and it's so little. Like going ball, oh that's nothing. Hair grows back. But then mm-hmm. what about the person who? Hit- not going to grow back. <laughs> right. We, right. It, it's so, um, you know, different perspectives and so personable to um, to our culture that it, it's really, um, it, it, I can see, I can see both reactions. I can see somebody not thinking it's so serious because Jada is so beautiful, and I can see somebody understanding how serious it is because um, the struggle, you know, the crying, the embarrassment, the like mm-hmm. my hair, and when you, when a woman gets to a place where she's going to shave her head and just say "eff it," a black mm-hmm. woman or fuck it or whatever, that you don't know how long it's probably taken to get there. To get there, right? <laughs> right? No, I can imagine. <laughs> right, because you know, unfortunately, you... unfortunately, a lot of us are, you know, the only time we we've seen the bald kind of woman, unfortunately, is like you said, someone that's had cancer or that's gone through chemo, and it's. Right. That's what we've kind of associated, you know, the look with. But what? So, if people want to find your book or reach out to you, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, my Instagram, I am Tiffany Anderson, is very, very um, good. That's the best one. Okay, um, and we will my, uh, we will change we will change this. For some reason, we had the wrong uh, Instagram for you, but we will make sure we change that on our post so that people find it's I am Tiffany Anderson. Yes, definitely. And then we could, I could give you my number and all that kind of stuff because that's what I do all the time, every single day. People are calling me about um, their hair, giving referrals. Like I respect the hairstylist that does that because some hairstylists, they won't do that because they're like, oh, she's going to take my client and all that. But the ones mm-hmm. who care that know it's out of their scope, that's the ones who want to prevent it. Like so many people will keep doing it and doing it and messing it up till it's just gone. Right. And so and our thing yeah. is like, we want yeah. to do preventive I, things, you know, cancer. Like what, do you know women, it's people that do not want to go to chemo to save their life because they don't want to lose their hair. I know. We're talking about I life. know. That's how crazy it is. Hair right. over life and death. Like, that's yeah. how serious it is. And we, <laughs> you're like, yeah. you, I don't want to lose my hair. Not because of the pain, just because of that. So that, Van- and vanity. that, I've heard that from many, not just my culture. Not oh, yeah, no, culture. absolutely. Uh, Caucasian especially. I mean, I, sadly, I have had many girlfriends. 
that sadly have had breast cancer because that's a whole other topic. But yes, and it's yeah. it's it's such a it's weird, right? Because it's almost like losing a breast is is horrible. That's one thing. It's it's feeling right. like they're losing their femininity, you know, losing yes. a part of them. And hair is like the one thing that we can control. I, we we feel like we right. can control. You know, we can mm-hmm. change the style, the color, and it gives us a, a sense of of control, I guess. Um, well, listen, right. David, I we we need to have you back for an entire like three-hour show because you're amazing and I, I, I want to thank you for I mean you really open listen you opened my eyes to tonight about that very issue of how how if you know if Chris if that joke had just just laid there and he looked like an idiot and there had been no punch he would end up looking like the asshole not Will and we would we would be having more sympathy for um Jada. Not that we don't, but I think a lot of people right, right. have forgotten that. So everyone, right. it's, it's I am Tiffany Anderson on Instagram. Check out her book. You can Google her. We want to thank Dominic Friesen, publicist extraordinaire, for setting all this up at, uh, at on a very quick notice. So um, look forward to meeting you one day. And Ralph and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much, Tiffany. That. Yes. Thank you so much. Stay Brad. safe. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. That was great. She was a chock full of information. Yeah, you know, and I always say it just takes that one little thing. Like she said that one thing, and I suddenly. So I had not, I mean, I see it in a whole way. And just imagine if, if, if he had made that bad joke, nobody laughed, if everyone kind of moaned and groaned, right? And then he, you know how comedians have to sort because he said, remember, he said, oh, and that was one of the nice ones or whatever. And then just continued on with the night. The next day in the press, I guarantee you, he would be getting backlash for how insensitive he was, what a horrible joke that was. And then he would have to, he would be the one saying, oh, my God, I didn't know she had alopecia, right, or, or whatever. So um, uh, I think, Ralph, hold on. I think we might have, uh, is this Mr. Tony Tripoli? <clears throat> no, it's not. I was listening to the conversation coming from the Midwest. And I got oh, a question hey. regarding. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, I got a what, question. What's your, what's your name? My name, you can call me Mr. P. P as in Paul. Mr. P. Okay. Welcome, Mr. P. Go ahead. Well, my question is this. Why come the Los Angeles prosecutor have not prosecuted Mr. Smith for his assault and battery? I know. The victim does not have to testimony. The victim does not have to give a testimony. It's all of their own video. And the crime was actually committed against the state of California. Right. You're right. I saw on the local news in L.A., the city attorney's uh, office was saying, you know, to your point, Mr. P., like, it, it doesn't matter if Chris doesn't want to press charges. They feel they have an obligation because everybody witnessed an assault. They witnessed a crime. And so if they don't do something, what kind of message is that sending to anybody else, right, that you can just – I mean, trust me, if I got up at Starbucks and just slapped you across the face – uh, I'm going down. 
I'm being arrested. You know what I mean? Whether oh, you press, absolutely. Whether you press charges or not. <laughs> so, you remember the case where the the police out, the white police women went into the wrong apartment and shot the black man? Oh, God, yes. And in yes. and, and court, his family was willing to forgive her. But no, she couldn't be forgiven because she had committed a crime against the state. And you see right. several other cases like that, too. So I don't know why come people are not asking for justice. But, you know, when you look in California, Los Angeles, with a smash <laughs> and grab, you go uh-huh. into your Walmart with a calculator and put in your basket just shy of $1,000. That's well, right. one would only want it. Anything thank under 1000 and under. Well, listen, Mr. P, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a great evening. Thank you. Sure. Well, everyone, Tony, unfortunately, uh, American Airlines did not come through for us. So he was uh, delayed, obviously. He had told me ahead of time that he would hope that he could get back, um, you know, and be able to join us. But you know what that means? That just means he's going to come back on another episode because it's been a long time since we've had Tony on. And I can't wait to get him back on um, on the show. So, Ralph, I guess I, I would ask final thoughts to you on – what do you? What would you like to see happen, and what do you think will happen in this situation with Will? Well, well, that's a very. Those are two very good questions. What would I like to? I. I'm at a loss. I mean, Will mm-hmm. submitted an apology, but when he did the apology during his speech, I wasn't buying it because I was so enraged and and stunned by what he did to take his Oscar away seems like a moot point it it seems like that that obliterates what the real problem is I guess what I really would want to see happen is for him to visit a psychologist or a therapist to to unravel what made you snap at that moment when you have such a solid reputation of not being that kind of person what Mm -hmm. made you that person in that moment so i that's what i think i would like to see happen and there does have to be some kind of compensation consequences consequences. or something yeah and as you said because i mean that's tantamount to not having any of the police officers charged who killed george floyd you know, um, unfortunately, as Mr. P pointed out, it's a crime against the state. The FCC is involved. The 15 million people international, globally, um, witnessed it. So there are going to have to be some ramifications. I mean, how can it just go on? Can you imagine with just nothing, nothing ever happening? And then for yeah. next year, when the come who are the hosts going to be are they all going to be lowered down in a cage in a plexiglass booth <laughs> so they don't have well to i i mean <laughs> with the as we're running out of time here i just like to say i would like to see will charged um with some sort of crime it would obviously be a misdemeanor but he would he needs to make amends he needs to do community service he needs to he needs to be held accountable for the actual crime that he committed on television i think the academy should kick him out of the academy for a lifetime suspension i do believe he should keep his oscar because that was based on his acting in the movie that was happened that happened prior harvey weinstein has his oscars roman polanski still has his oscars um 
I just think he should never be allowed to be a voting member of the Academy. I think he should be kicked out for life. I think the Screen Actors Guild should also kick him out for life for the rest of his career. He's made enough money. Um, he can do whatever he wants. But I think if, if, if the LAPD does not step in and press charges, then it's going to set a very bad precedent, you know, for what, what can happen. So anyway, wow, we could just go on and on. Ralph, thank you so much as always for all your great words of wisdom. I want to thank Tiffany Anderson. I want to thank all the listeners who just keep us going every show. Uh, Again, shout out to Dominic Friesen, everybody until we meet again which will be very soon. You've been listening to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Follow Ralph at, at Jeff, uh, at <laughs> Ralph Cole Jr. I'm at Jasper Cole says, and also at one-on-one J Cole. We will be back at our next episode. Tune in then. Ralph, have a great evening, my friend. You do the same thing, my host. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.